What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. And welcome to, well, actually, technically, by the time you guys hear the show, it'll be the first Sunday in March. But I think March 1st falls on a Monday. So, let's see. Yeah, so this will be the 7th. So, this will actually be a third show in March. But, uh, so I'm not going to say welcome to March, even though this we're not even in March as I record this. We're <laughs> still a little bit away. But, anyways. This is your match of the month, and this one will be a bit different. So, I could not remember if I did this in the past show. So, if I did, the people who are old listeners, um, well, the new listeners won't know. But the old listeners, um, just just let me know in the comments as far as, like, if, or on Instagram, or, you know, via email, if I did this as a match before. I don't remember telling this story, but... Um, I think that's an interesting one. So I was trying to look for something outside of WWE for the match of the month, right, for March. Especially since WrestleMania is in April this year. So I was like, all right, I'll just do a WrestleMania match for the month of April. But I was like, what do I do for March? So I started looking at some Impact matches, and nothing was really grabbing me. And I know for a fact I've done the triple threat match Unbreakable between AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels, which... Is the greatest match in that company's history. And I remember, I remember after, the, after I did that, um, someone asked me. They said, "Hey, um, you said it's the greatest match in that company's history. That's 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 a, that's a lot. Like, can you say that about WWE?" I said, "You know what? No, I can't. I can because there's so much history with it." And that's the thing. It, it wasn't just WWE. It's WWE. It's WWF. It's WWWF. And it's like, it's so much history that I, I would have to break that one down into eras to say, oh, in this era, this was his greatest match. And I've never actually even thought about it. That's that's a show in itself, but I've actually not, never thought about it before. Um, so, but well, I can say that about TNA because TNA has a history and it's going to be 20 years old in two years. Um, however, that match is so standout. Standout-ish. And I think the reason why it stand out-ish, and it's not a thing, but the reason, the reason why it stands out, to me at least, is because, yeah, had, you've had some great matches and great moments in that company, without a doubt. But at that time, they were nobodies. And when I say that, I mean... They weren't mainstream, even though Impact or TNA, whatever you want to call it, had television. I don't think anyone that wasn't a fan of TNA or ROH knew who Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, or AJ Styles was. Let's be fair here. I don't think they did. You know, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have followed AJ Styles' career, Samoa Joe's career, and Christopher Daniels' career as well in in ROH, but... I, 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 at the time, to me, this match is that that match is the match. By the way, this is not the match of the month for for record. Um, but to me, at that time, that's the match that put TNA on the map because they weren't heavyweights. They put the X division on full blast. That put the X division out there to the world. If you didn't understand what the X Division was, it, was, it wasn't about weight limits. It was about no limits. 
like 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 just having that tagline and then understanding the story of that where it was Samoa Joe who was undefeated had never been pinned but AJ Styles was at the time going for a record of I think it was a record of three times being a, a X Division champion Christopher Daniels was the longest reigning X Division champion at that time that match was just so crucial to putting TNA on the map that's why I think it's the best match in this, in this company there in a company period. To me, I, I was looking for something else. I, I watched the Samoa Joe AJ Styles match from I think No Sacrifice or Sacrifice, excuse me, in two thousand seven. I wasn't really too impressed with it. And I was just kinda like, Ugh, I want something different. I don't want WWE. Then I thought about it. I said, I don't know if I've ever ever done this, but the match of the month should be match is of the month. That's plural. How about the, the the matches, the match or the feud, the rivalry that put ROH Ring of Honor on the map? And that would be Samoa Joe as your Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion versus CM Punk. Now these these three matches, well, two of them go hour an hour long, and I believe the third one goes like like fifty minutes, and then there's a winner declared. Um, <sighs> To me, this put our this put Ring of Honor on the map. Period. This was the most important feud in the Ring of Honor in Ring of Honor's history. Samoa Joe is the most important Ring of Honor champion ever, ever. So going into this match, Samoa Joe was on a tear. He had come into company, and he literally, I think to this day, he is the longest reigning. ROH champion in history. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look it up right now. And I told myself I would never do that, but um, but uh, I'm going to do it. Let's see. Because I want to get all the dates right and all the other good stuff. Um, not dates, but times all right here we go come on let's do this so the most reigns in roh history is adam cole with three reigns the longest reign get this i was gonna be way off is 645 days from Samoa Joe consecutively. And he, I think he's a two-time ROH champion as well. But his first reign was ridiculous. He literally went through a tear. Well, anyways, well, CM Punk was the only person at that part point he had, he had not beaten. And Samoa Joe, t- not Samoa Joe, I think it was CM Punk tells a story. He was like, hey, yeah, um, they just want to do something different. They wanted to go hour long, but... I guess Punk was the one that suggested, "Hey, uh, let's do let's just do an hour long draw." Because Punk knew he wasn't winning the belt from Samoa Joe, but he was like, "If you just beat me, then it's on to the next person." But who is the next person? Because at that point in time, Samoa Joe had just literally defeated everybody, and uh, he was like, "Why don't we just do this?" And the match was so well received. I actually have that DVD. It's not here. It's in it's in Atlanta. Uh, actually, I actually had the DVD of all three of the matches. Um, and, li- and 
if you don't necessarily like Iron Man matches, you won't like these matches. Because there is some stalling, there is some 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 talking trash to the fans and all this other shit. But to me, it's a part of the whole story they're telling. About how they both have to be cautious because they know the other one can hit them with one move and it's over. So they go into this and then they're having that match and it's so well received. They have another one. And then it's, it surprises everybody that the second time there is no winner either. So in the third match they have, they finds the winner. Samojo finally pins CM Punk. But to me, his title reign was so important because it put Ring of Honor on the map, in my opinion. But this feud took it to, like, well, I guess he was slowly but surely putting, like, putting them on the map, right? Samoa Joe was his world champion. But then this feud took them and just, hey, you see these crazy mother bleepers on the indies having hour-long broadways? And they're killing it? Like, I remember that. I remember... I was, I was a fan of Ring of Honor at the time. And because I lived in Maryland at the time, you know, they're based out of Baltimore Fort with Sinclair. I remember vividly being able to see them, but it was like at two in the morning, you know. So I, I can't remember the first time I actually I can't remember how I saw the first match, but I remember I wasn't paying attention. But I was recording it. So like I was going back. I, I can't remember what I was doing. But I vividly remember it being on the television and I was recording it. And the reason why, the only reason I even decided to record it is because I knew I was going to be like multitasking. This is like two in the morning. So I think what happened, if I'm not mistaken, I just got off of work. I was in the restaurant business at the time. And I think I had a girl at the time or something. Either way, I knew I was going to be busy. And no, don't, you nasty fucks, don't get that in your mind. It was, I was running around. But anyways, I said, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to record it, whatever, and I'll get to it later. And I remember, like, I didn't get to it until, like, two or three weeks later. But I remember in that two or three-week time period, a friend of mine who, at the time, was going to Ring of Honor show said, dude, I because he knew I watched it. And he was like, dude, that was a great match. Right? I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? He's like, that Samoa Joe CM Punk match. It went an hour long. It was a draw, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I, I said, I mean, I recorded it, and I was, like, going back and forth. Uh, doing stuff, but um, I wasn't paying attention. He was like, dude, seriously, you need to go freaking watch it. It's awesome. I was like, all right, cool. So I went and did it, maybe like a week or two later, whatever, the blub, bleep. And um, he was right. And I was like, okay. Then all of a sudden, and just in like the wrestling community, it's like, these dudes are having these, these guys are crazy. You know, that wasn't my first exposure to CM Punk. I don't remember what, my, what exactly what my first exposure to Punk was. It wasn't that though. I knew about I knew who CM Punk was maybe a year before that. Cause I remember his because he had such a unique look at the time. Um, so I knew who he was. Obviously, I knew who Samoa Joe was. Um, but this feud is a thing that said that made people say, "Hey, I I don't know how I'm gonna watch it, but it's it is something different from WWE and." The production values reminded a lot of people of ECW, very low budget. And if, if you're and if you're a hardcore ECW fan, a lot of times that's all you need to do is see that, and people are gonna be like, "Well, 
you know, you, you had me at hello because they just missed that not so clean production value and just the emphasis on the talent and not necessarily a variety show, which it's not a knock, it's just a fact. Anyways, um, I obviously there's flaws to every match, or even there's no such thing as a perfect match. So this trilogy is not perfect. Like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of downplaying. So like, like example, if you watch that first Iron Man match that was promoted as an Iron Man match, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. Uh, WrestleMania 12 between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. There's a lot of slow moments there, right? That's that's how it is pretty much. Except in the first match, at least of the trilogy, Samoa Joe and Punk really interact more with the crowd. You know, but either way, there's there's more wrestling than just them doing that. But the point is, this is just my kind of disclaimer for you guys. Um, uh, but it's one of those things where it, this this feud put that company on the map. Samoa Joe's tower reign is just so historic, you know, and especially for the time and era that we're in. 645 days. I remember when John Cena went 2007. He almost went a year, uh, and the only reason he he was gonna go a year, and it's funny because he was gonna go a year and. It just so happens that the day his year was going to be there, his 365 days, was No Mercy pay-per-view, where he was more than likely going to drop the title to Randy Orton anyway. He tears his shoulder the Monday before in a match with Ken Kennedy. So he has to relinquish it. And Randy Orton ends up getting the title anyway later on in the night at No Mercy. But I remember when people were like so Cena-fatigued after him going almost essentially almost a year and i remember thinking to myself i remember and i've never i understand the scene of hate now but that time which was 2007 i didn't understand it i did think they put him in some shitty positions like he had two pay-per-view main events if i'm not mistaken with the great Kali. that is unacceptable you know but he had a great match with bobby lashley um the great matches with Shawn michaels and I, I felt like that tower ring, with the exception of the Great Kali stuff, was very much underrated. Now, once again, at that time, they were in full push Cena mode and Super Cena and all that other good stuff. But tower ring was not bad, actually. Um, but I don't think... Obviously, fans were happy when Samoa Joe lost the title because like, it was just a moment in history. And by the time, I think he had turned heel anyway. But... I don't recall, and you guys let me know, I just don't recall people, Samoa Joe fatigued from that fan base, you know, it was just like, this dude, this dude is killing it, you know, because because once again, same thing with um, him and TNA, he went like a full year and a half or two years, something ignorant where he never was pinned, you know, he never actually, I guess technically you, you lose the match if you're in a triple threat match, but he he was not pinned or submitted for a full freaking year and a half, two years, you know, and it's just one of those things, and he, he, he didn't, and I think he won, did he win the X Division, I think he won the X Division title at that point in time, but he didn't win his World Heavyweight title until like two years later when Cornell came in, and they had that great feud, um, I could probably use that or whatever, but anyways, to me, this trilogy is so important to not just Ring of Honor, but wrestling. Like, when you have matches like this and you have people being able to say, all right, there is an alternative, even if it isn't the same production values, isn't even if it's not this, 
even if it's not that, if they have somewhere to go, you know, and it's a shame that Ring of Honor currently has, like, no buzz going, because um, they're so, so good. I did see that Grisham and Jay Lethal signed new deals. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I think they realize, I can't speak for AEW, but going to WWE at this point is probably a pipe dream. Maybe NXT will be good for them, but on the main roster, they're dead. You know, let's just be honest. They'll be dead. Um, but no, to me, this is the thing that kept ROH open. And ROH is going to be open for the long run, in my opinion, but they need some more buzz. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I think this might, I think this trilogy needs to get more appreciation uh, and just in the mainstream. And I also think Samoa Joe's place in history of wrestling is completely underrated. Completely underrated. Yeah, his main roster, uh, WWE to run has not been great. It's filled with injuries, concussions, a suspension. Um, but his NXT run was good. It's the first ever two-time NXT champion. Um, yeah, but his place in wrestling is, to me, so important. And it starts with this feud and this world championship run. And then you go to TNA where he's a part of the best match in that company's history. And he has moments galore. So that is your March match of the month. This will be matches. It will be the CM Punk Samoa Joe world title feud in ROH, uh, the trilogy. Check that out. That is your match of the month for this month. And I am out.